Has your company just gone public, giving you a sudden influx of wealth? Have you been saving for the future and want to be sure you're managing wisely? Congratulations, and welcome to Wealth Unlocked with Tom Selbo of Landmark Wealth Management Group. Tom offers guidance to help you make the big decisions surrounding your finances, avoid costly mistakes, and build a strong financial foundation for your future. Let's get started. A pension plan may seem like a straightforward source of retirement income, but that would be too easy. Perhaps the most important decision you will have to make is, do you take a lump sum or go for an annuity option? Tom Selbo shares some of the issues you need to consider before making an informed choice. Tom? Hi, Patrice. Thank you. And it, oh, it, it, it's easy. You just take the lump sum and, and go to Vegas. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, might be exciting, but um, probably not the best choice there. Uh, yeah. They, we, when you talk about this kind of stuff, it's... um. I would just want to say that this episode is going to be extremely valuable for those who are within 10 to 15 years of retirement and they find themselves in a uh, with an employer that offers one of these traditional pension plans and they're, they're becoming more fewer and far far between mm. um, a lot of employers are not offering that kind of plan anymore but there are still quite a few out there and in this episode, I just want to break down what is that, the, the the choice of taking a lump sum versus an annuity option for your pension. Just what is that? What's involved? And then just run through a number of considerations. There's about eight of them that I'll outline today and just touch a base on, okay, here are some considerations around your age or your health or your marriage status and, and how you might want to be thinking about uh, about how you would want to take the the annuity or the lump sum option. So it's going to be an educational episode today, just to lay out some options, give you some food for thought, and uh, and just know upfront that this will be no substitute for sitting down with a qualified advisor and helping decide what's in your best interest. Um, this isn't meant for everybody. This is just considerations, and it's a complicated calculus to figure out what might be best for you. Uh, but it's why I'm here and, and what I work with clients on every day to figure those out. Uh, but I'll I'll reel it back a bit and just start with a, a fun topic that a lot of us have probably heard of. But so Patrice, I, it was a, a number of months back, but the uh, at least at, at the recording of this episode, but one of the major lottery games in the US, I don't know if it was Mega Millions, or there's a variety of them, but it, it hit one of the all-time high numbers. It was Mega because I was playing. It okay, was, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> there you go. It was I don't know what it was. One point three billion or something yeah. was the uh, yeah. was the jackpot. And um, and every time this happens, every couple of years, where those jackpots get up there big, and and you read the, the news stories on it, and there there's always that that option of if you win, you can take the lump sum. Or you can take an annuity option of of thirty payments or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I sit here and go, okay, well, if I if I want a million bucks, what do I care if I take a lump sum of half or get paid forty five million every year for <laughs> for for the next years? But that's that's one of those things you always see that option when when the lottery game news stories come out, and it's obviously much different when it's your own personal employer pension 
but the concept is the same. Uh, so I, what I want to just talk about is how that concept works uh, first and foremost. So if you if you reel yourself back to uh, oh, 50, 60 years, there were a lot of these traditional pensions out there where people would go to work at one of the major employers and they, you didn't do much saving on your own. You maybe had your house, but you you went to work and you paid into your pension plan and you retire at age, uh, whatever you choose, 60, 65, and you just, you don't have a lot of choices, but they just give you your pension. You say, okay, you've retired. We're going to send you 3000 a month for the rest of your life. And that's just one of those traditional pension plans that everybody would would understand. And as the world has evolved, these pension plans have, some have gone by the wayside. So a lot of people today don't even have that option. But Others of those pension plans, they have they've morphed into uh, to give workers more options. So you don't just have to get stuck with okay, you retire and now you get a monthly check, but they give you different options. And one of those options is the the companies will say we'll give you a choice of just giving you a lump sum amount of money, and you're not going to get any guaranteed payment for the rest of your life. But we're just going to give you a, a big chunk right up front. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. It's just like the lottery, as you said. You yeah. can take the lump sum and take and, and then pay the taxes on that, or you get the the um, the the payments over the years. But you know, I, I how many people have pensions these days? Not many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you you weigh those options, and and it's um and oftentimes one of the benefits of the lump sum is they they the pension company will and the, will allow you to not make it a taxable event. You can actually roll that into an IRA, so you can continue to defer the taxes. Now but, that's that's a great point. That is a yes. very good point. Exactly. So you're it's a it's one of those considerations where if they allow you to do that, and most do these days, it, it makes that more attractive because you can mm -hmm. say okay. I could take this big chunk and it we won't have half of it taken by taxes right away. We can we can spread that tax burden out over time. But a lot of those pension plans they they offer that option today. So they'll say, "Okay, I'll just give a basic example. If somebody's been working at a company for a long time and they decide to retire, they'll go to their HR company and say, "Okay, I'd like to retire. Let's look at my options." And in this example I'll share, they might say, okay, we'll give you a, a lump sum amount of $1 million. So we'll just give you a million dollars. You can put it in your IRA and, and we're done here. Here's your money. Have a great retirement. Or option two, uh, maybe we'll give you 4000 a month for the rest of your life. So it's around 48000 a year. And you, so you have this choice to make. Okay, well, 4000 a month forever. That sounds nice but having a million dollars up front sounds kind of nice too so you you get as a worker with this option you get confronted with this choice and this is what a lot of people need assistance in, in helping to determine what is the best choice for them because there is just not a canned best answer it's always a uh, talking through some of these scenarios which which we'll outline here so uh, any questions on that, Patrice? Does that that make sense from a lump sum or annuity standpoint? It makes, an, it makes a lot of sense, but I let's talk about the things I need to consider because it makes sense to think, oh, $4,000 a month. Yes, but there are other things to think about. For instance, inflation. 
mm-hmm. a lump sum. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I mean, you talked about the taxes, but where are you going to put that money? Yep. So talk to me about that. Exactly. So you have all of these inputs into the calculus of of figuring out what is most important to you and what might be the, the best for you in your scenario. And um, so I'm going to make a lot of just general statements here, again, reiterating that no one of these suggestions is the, always the right way to go because we all have preferences and, and different ways to think about things. But the first one I'll start with is uh, your age. So those who are confronted with this choice at a younger age who might want to retire earlier or sometimes their companies will say, oh, we're going to, we'd like to buy out your contract. We'd like to offer you an early retirement package. And I would say young in this scenario is if you're under 55, um, that's a, a pretty young age to be confronted with this choice. And you always need to look at the numbers. But when I've looked at these in my experience, oftentimes, those people who are retiring younger and get to choose between lump sum or annuity, it's going to be better for them to take the lump sum, invest that money and allow it to grow because they they have quite a while still for that money to grow. And so, so that's one one consideration, the, the age of, of you and your spouse, for that matter, if you're going to take a, a joint option. So it, I would say if you're younger, the lump sum op- option is usually favorable. If you're older, sometimes it's less compelling because you might be wanting to take income more quickly and you might get a higher payout if you choose the annuity versus just taking a lump sum where you might not have as much time for it to grow. So age age is one consideration, kind of not, not lockstep with age, but a, a similar consideration is how is your health? And it's it's one that is often overlooked, but uh, when you look at making this choice, if if your health is good and you have family longevity, so your um, your your parents or one of your parents has lived a long time, uh, your siblings are in relatively good health, there aren't big health problems from a genetic standpoint, then often it becomes compelling to look at that annuity option because you can sit back and say. All right, I'm I'm healthy. Uh, my parents lived into their 90s, mid 90s plus. I'm going to uh, plan to probably be around for a long time, and getting a monthly check for the rest of your life from a pension, if you're going to live a long life, is a a very compelling thing to look at. <laughs> yeah, and that brings up a question too, Tom. Once you die, that annuity ends, whether or not you've reached the full, say the, the full amount you would have gotten as a, as a lump sum. If you die early, that's it. No more? In most cases, yes. And um, there, every plan has its own nuances. And uh, one of the, the main nuances is if you are married, you can oftentimes elect to have that annuity payment be a joint payment for two lives. So even if you pass away, your spouse will continue to get it for the rest of their life. Okay. But when both spouses are deceased, yes, in most cases, then it the payments go away. There's nothing left for beneficiaries. It's um, kind of like Social Security. You get your payment and t- while you're alive, and uh, when, once you're gone, the payments stop, but there's no uh, no payment to, to any beneficiaries, mm-hmm. which 
brings me to just uh, the next two options. I mean, one uh, big consideration is: do you have uh, do you have any heirs? So, do you have children? Do you have people that you wish to provide for upon your death? And if the answer is yes, you have children and you would like to leave them something, oftentimes taking the lump sum looks more compelling because you can say, well, I'm going to get a big a big influx of capital that I'm going to have to manage and we'll draw some income off of that. But if we do it smartly and we don't overspend, at the end of the day, there should be something left upon death for for the kids or for whatever heirs or, or causes you wish to support. So oftentimes if you if you have heirs, it becomes more compelling to take the lump sum because there is that payment to the estate once once you pass away. Where if you take if you don't have heirs, sometimes you might just say, well, okay, I don't need to leave anything to anybody. Getting that check coming in every month for the rest of my life is kind of compelling. And when I'm gone, uh, what do I care? I don't need to leave anything to to anybody. So you have that that input of do I have kids? Do I have things I want to support, or do I not? And hand in hand with that is I I mentioned this. Are you are you married, or do you have a partner? That's another consideration. Where um, do you if you're married? One, do you take the a joint annuity payment? And most people would. They'd say, yep. We're we're married. We're planning to stay married. We want these payments to continue for both of us. For it makes planning a lot easier. Um, where if you choose just one life, you get a higher payment, but it goes away upon that person's death, and a spouse might be left with nothing. Okay, so there are two options there. You can do a single or the double. In most cases, yes. Okay. So you could choose it for, uh, for example, if I had this option, I could say I'm going to choose to get a payment of uh, using the previous example of 4000 a month for my life or i could choose to get 3500 per month a reduced amount oh. but for me and my wife's life so you take a reduced payment but you take a little bit of the longevity risk out of the the equation where um, that's going to be paid to both spouses for as long as they both live which is uh, what most married couples would would choose uh, if they were compelled to take that annuity option. So I'll, let me pause there. So and you have age, where are you younger? Are you older? Uh, there's, there's compelling reasons there. Uh, How is your health? If your health is not good, you probably want to take the lump sum and, and know that there's going to be something left for the estate afterwards, because you're not planning on getting those annuity payments for a long time. Uh, are you married? Do you have heirs? So those are kind of those first basic inputs. Are you with me so far, Patrice? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Keep on going. Yes. And as you can tell already, it's um, no one of these is a make or break scenario. No, it is so not. You have to take all of them into consideration and 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 not to mention just taking it into consideration, but what's, uh, what's important to you from a preference standpoint. I've seen a number of married couples who are confronted with this choice and one spouse might be more compelled to say, you know what, I really want to take the lump sum and manage the money. And uh, I think that's going to be a better scenario moving forward. But the other spouse is not particularly financially savvy and wouldn't be very comfortable um, making investment decisions or deferring investment decisions to a professional. And so that as a group, the spouses say, you know what, the easier path forward 
And the most secure path for us is to take that annuity option because there's much less management involved. It's more autopilot. The the money's coming in every month. You don't have to be particularly savvy to do that. You just know you you have a pension. And Tom, those those monthly payments that would be coming in, they would not fluctuate according to the markets or the economy? Correct. So those monthly payments, they come in, they're set. Oftentimes, you can elect to either have a set payment, um, which inflation will eat into over time, or you can have one where you might start out with less upfront, but it will rise. Uh, They call them cost of living adjustments, much like Social Security, where every year, if inflation is uh, going up, your payments will go up as well. So every plan has different options that you, you need to consider. So th- those are the main inputs, but then you, you get into just some other brief considerations here. Uh, one is I always like to look and say, okay, let's look at your overall scenario. You have this pension lump sum option, but uh, do you also have maybe a 401k that you've saved in, which is a lump sum asset that you manage, or do you have other savings or rental real estate, other investments that are out there? And I, I look at that whole picture and, and we really just examine do you have a need for monthly income to pay your expenses, to live your lifestyle? And, um, and and most of us do. Most of us don't have unlimited funds, so we have some need for income. But we look at the whole scenario, and if if you don't have a need for income, you say, you know what, I'm I'm living quite comfortably on my 401k withdrawals, uh, which we've set up in a sustainable way, or rental income, and you're comfortable with the other income you have then you might not need more guaranteed pension income. And in that scenario, it makes much more sense to say, you know, let's let's take the lump sum. We don't need to draw income off it. Right. So let's just put it in there and, and let it grow right. um, and for, for down the road. So that's, a, that's one. And uh, hand in hand with that is, um, I always like to look, are you going to be, are you eligible for social security payments? Um, because social security is a form of an annuity where you're going to get a payment for the rest of your life, cost of living adjusted. That, that check is just going to come in every month. And not everybody contributes to Social Security. So uh, out here where I am, if you're a teacher in the California teacher pension plan uh, and other states, very similar, uh, you might not contribute to Social Security. So you're going to have this pension option that you have to choose. And knowing that you don't have Social Security might make it more compelling to say, hmm, I might like that traditional pension option so that I I know I have some guaranteed income where somebody with social security might say, well, I've already got some guaranteed income. I don't need more. I'm willing to take some risk uh, in that scenario. Um, So yeah, so need for income, whether you're doing social security or have contributed to that are eligible for payments. Those are just other inputs. And the last one I want to touch on, and I, I briefly mention this with regards to uh, one spouse being more financially savvy than the other but y- you just you want to look at what is your comfort level with the investment markets so investing in stocks and bonds um in investment instruments like that and your comfort level with fluctuation in value so uh, anytime you you make an investment with some risk that's not guaranteed um it's it's going to go up and it's going to go down. That's I, right. I, that, that's about the only thing that now. is guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to fluctuate. And and you, you look at charts over time. 
of a variety of investments, and they all tend to trend in the right direction. They all move upwards over long, long periods of time. But in short periods of time, you, know, you might have some years where they're going in the wrong direction. And when you have that, you need to be financially comfortable enough to manage through those scenarios or work with an investment advisor to help you manage through those scenarios and uh, and not get overly panicky, not get overly greedy when markets are going up mm-hmm. and be able to manage the assets to give you a steady income flow for the rest of your life. So if you if we take that into consideration and you have somebody who feels very comfortable with the markets, very comfortable with investments, you'd say, well, I, I, you might lean towards looking at the lump sum option saying, you know, let's let's take the money up front, let's manage it appropriately and draw income off of it, knowing that uh, at the end of the day, there will hopefully be something left for, for the estate. Where someone who is less financially savvy or just, that might be the wrong way of putting it because it's we're all savvy in different areas, but you just say, you know what, I, um, it, well, and I would even go further and say, even if you're not savvy, some people are just very uncomfortable with assets going down in value. Yes. And it just ma- makes some of us very nervous when you see things jumping all over. Talk and, to my mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that's right. There's for those types of clients, it is very, very comforting to know, you know what? If I just take a, a pension option, I'm going to get that 4000 a month or whatever it is. Uh, in your scenario, and it's going to come in every month, no matter what's going on in the markets. That is a very comforting feeling for a lot of people. So you you kind of want to gauge that uh, one how how savvy and comfortable are you with the with the markets, but also how comfortable are you with that fluctuation in value if you have to manage money on your own? Uh, because for for most of us, you, I mean you. Can think about that. Okay, if I if you get Social Security, you're experiencing that. But for those without a guaranteed source of income, it's very attractive to look at that and say, okay, if I have this money coming in on the first of the month every month for the rest of my life, um, I look back and say, well, I if you know it's coming in next month, you can spend it this month. <laughs> right. right. Where if you have to manage the money and you see declining account balances. Um, you might be you might feel pretty uncomfortable taking withdrawals and and spending money because you you don't like spending money when things are down and uh, and it's important that's why it's important to work with a professional to say, let's structure the investment plan to give you a steady stream of income over time. Uh, but you need to be able to manage that. So in closing, I, I would just say I've outlined all of these areas of, and there are more, by the way, but these are the main ones where you really want to sit down with a qualified advisor. And, and I do this all the time and just say, but let's talk about some of these things. Let's talk about your age, your marital status. What about your kids? Do you want to leave them anything? How comfortable are you with investments? What kind of rate of return do we think we can get? And how does that compare to the pension? And you just want to have a conversation and put some numbers down on paper. Investment advisors can help you do that to make this comparison and help you make the best, most informed choice for yourself. Tom, I'm only curious, 
when people come into you and they have a pension, they've got to make this decision. Is it difficult for them to understand all the ins and outs of this? Or do you, do you see that they, they sit down and they go, oh, yeah, okay, I got this. I would say um, most people, it, it's once it, once it's laid out in a very logical manner, it's very easy to understand, and you can you might not know the intricacies down to the nth detail, but from a broad picture, you can understand. Okay, uh, if I take money and invest it and get a rate of return, that's going to give me some level of income, or if I get a monthly pension for the rest of me and my spouse's life, uh, that's very easy to understand. So you. You just want to lay out some of those numbers and say, okay, what kind of rate of return do we think we can get? How does that compare to the other? And take some of these other variables into consideration. But the the broad concept is, um, it's not rocket science, but you you want to take all of these things into consideration before you might just make a knee-jerk decision. And it might not be the best one for you. And... How can someone reach you, Tom, if they have questions? Because you're right. You do need to have everything laid out for you. Yes. So you can reach me at landmarkwealth.com or you can email me at tomselbo at landmarkwealth.net. All right. This is Tom Selbo. He is your host for Wealth Unlocked. Follow this podcast to know when the latest show is ready for you and share with friends and family. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Unlocked podcast with Tom Selbo. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Landmark Wealth for all podcast updates. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Landmark Wealth Management Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.